Hey guys and welcome to Wolf Tales. This is your host Matt Brammel. On this week's episode we've got uh, two guys for a marketing agency who are going to sit down with me and going to talk and answer my questions around uh, your office space and uh, also what you do with employees within a business. Really excited to, to have these two guys on the show. Um, they were, came very strongly recommended to me by someone who was head of uh, the local enterprise centre here and uh, at the university. They were very, very keen to put me on to these guys. Uh, we made the connections. They were very eager to have me in. Um, I found what they call Umber Towers, and this is what happened. Okay, so uh, Kevin and Luke, thank, thanks so much for joining us. Just um, first of all, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, well, I'm, I'm Luke, and this is my business partner, Kevin. Hello. Hi. Uh, we're uh, Umber Creative. We're a creative design web marketing company based in Hull. Um, we've been going seven years. And, yeah. um, seven years today, actually. It is actually, yeah. Seven yeah, years yeah. Today. yeah. This, is, this is like the first day of our. Last paycheck from our old job. So, yeah. Sorry, we, we should have told you that before we started, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> it's actually seven years today, so it's yeah. our yeah, seven year anniversary today. Wow. Yeah. Scary times. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in a nutshell, how did, how did this all come about? It was, it was born from the need. We, we both, like I say, we both come from, from industry. I was creative director with our agency. Luke came to work for that agency and we were sat there and was was getting disappointed by the opportunities that were passing us by. So we could see there was a gap in the market for a certain type of work and where the, the industry was going. Mm. Um, and we just thought, well, we were a bit disillusioned with, with that. So we, we stepped away and we thought, thought well, we'll, give, we'll give something else a try. We'll, we'll try, it can't be that difficult. So we, we used our experience set up from there we 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 was really really lucky in terms of the the support that we had and I don't know, we, we, yeah. we stepped out and we, we kind of we stepped out the shadow and went went kind of went for it yeah i think we were we were both fairly comfortable in knowing um that we could do the production side and the day-to-day -day running the job over the last seven years it's probably been more of a case of learning learning to run a business and, yeah. uh, and all of the things that go that go around okay you know the product the the product side of it's never been, never been an issue, and the, as we as we we get bigger and we grow, keeping our hand in terms of and our ethos and in terms of how we want to approach projects, in there is the difficult thing. Mm -hmm. So trying to stay on top of, not micromanaging everybody, but trying to keep on top of, the, the, yeah, keep everything in the ethos that we kind of yeah. start with, we want, which is kind of cost effective. Um, time it's, it's approachable for people because a lot of people get very uh, nervous about contacting an agency if they're not not using it for the first time if they're a startup or a, yeah. uh, or a smaller business uh, yeah and then and then giving them that hand holding all the way through to to when they've got yeah. all the other stuff they needed whether that's a website logo branding mm. and, and creating a relationship so that they can come back for yeah for more as, as they need it yeah okay. And and on the the business development side of things, where where do you see yourselves currently? In terms of how we we pull work in and how we, mm. or, or in terms of our our yeah. development, I guess we've we, we've recently um, moved to our our new offices, which uh, which we bought yeah. last last year, and that's been a huge 
step up for uh, for us um, yeah. because well if you wind it wind it back to the beginning um, the the enterprise centre was, was hugely at, at the University of Hull was 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 hugely important so much so that I don't think that they fully appreciate the the facility that that is there and if it's if it's still there in the same capacity because that incubation space allowed us time to get up and running it, it allowed us to, to go yeah, from nothing from, yeah from from out the door to yeah. be sitting in sitting in a professional office with computers with with meeting space um to so when we were meeting our first our first customers they they thought yeah look at these guys this is yeah. This is great. Um, they're not just doing it out of the back bedroom. They're taking themselves seriously. But at the price point, the university was offering that out, especially to uh, with their discount schemes for graduates and things. Um, Thanks yeah. for doing a degree, was, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a huge opportunity for us. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot to the university in that respect. Yeah, so we, we was there for a year and a half. And then we, uh, we, we took on uh, an apprentice. To just to help out with the workflow, the design workflow, because I was being pulled out more with customers and clients, and actually looking. Unfortunately, as you get, people want to talk to us more and more now, and mm. we don't have the time to sit down and and kind of do what we're very good at. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the first port call in terms of structuring that and getting taking the step forward was, okay, how can we get an extra pair of hands in to to make you know, to, to make us more efficient. My background, I started on a, what was a youth training scheme, or whatever you want to call it. I was lucky I started with Reckitt and Coleman, so Reckitt Penkaita, um, <coughs> and worked in their studio as a, as a young lad and learned the ropes off older men, I suppose, bullied by older people, <laughs> um, into the industry and how to do things. And it's something that I've always really believed in is that the university model which works for some people like Luke it doesn't really work for myself mm. so people like Kara who's our, our apprentice we, we got in and we've been able to bring her through she was straight from almost straight from school she's done a couple of weeks at, at college and then came to us and we took her we, we took her through brought her on and did and give, give her an opportunity yeah she's been with us over, over five years now yeah, yeah. so at that point there was three of us in a cupboard, practically. Well, it felt like a cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> it was very I think small. It was, I think it was an ex-halls of residence, so it was the size of a, of a student's bedroom. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So by the time you got three desks on a hot day, you, you're all starting to smell a bit in there, and it's not pleasant. <laughs> so we moved. We, we, took a, we took a change. We, we changed gear. We moved over to some rented accommodation, which was just off the, not a million miles away from the same spot. But we took that, that accommodation... Um, Newland Science Park, which is just just adjacent to the, the university campus, but the real advantage there for us was that there was a three month get out clause on the lease. Mm. Took a three year lease, but we could walk away from that within three years. It just gave us confidence and flexibility that if those extra costs went going our way, the accommodation wasn't going to sink us. Um, and it's always been about trying to keep that element of flexibility about. The way we trade. Ultimately, if we moved into somewhere very big, very fancy, very posh, it would have added directly to the bottom line for the customer, and 
it's something that we we really try and keep those those baseline costs down. If we can control those baseline costs, we can control the cost of yeah. the 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 final job. So we Newlands House was there for another three, four years. Yeah. Three, four years. Um, up until we saw where he sat now. And um, in a, a very quick chain of events, leases were up for renewal at the old office. We was asked, would you like to take, you know, extend these lease terms, which kind of threw it all out the window. And then we started looking. So we, we knew we wanted to buy somewhere. We knew we wanted... That's what we've been planned since day one, so eventually, if we if we could get there, um, invest, in, invest in property. Yeah. So we made the, the jump and started phoning commercial agents to where you see us today, um, which with a little with with a little bit of help from the local enterprise partnership, which means we need to create some more jobs, mm. which we was going to do anyway. They've helped us with the renovation work of this because it was dilapidated when we first saw it. So we've pulled it out and actually made it look. Put like a little bit of context there, like uh, yeah. Edmund House is an old. Uh, it's almost a sort of a warehouse on the on the ground floor, a little bit of office office space upstairs, but um, pretty tidy in there. Mm. And I think it's pre pre war pre war building, isn't it? So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just off English Street, mm. um, and uh, yeah, we, it feels quite nice that we've been able to turn it back into a uh, a building that's actually being Beautiful. used used for something, um, yeah. and, and you know hopefully add a little bit back to this to this area. Yeah. But even though the massive investment that it's cost us, it's still the the, the 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 need to move here isn't an ego thing for us. It's the, this whole unit we've moved into quite an unfashionable part of town. Hopefully it'll catch up with us. Um, but it's all about controlling costs. The the whole building, the whole mm-hmm. development, month to month is in line with what was paying with rent and accommodation. So So that I mean so here we're here then at, at Umber Towers and obviously you just explained one of the reasons why you guys moved here, but if there's anybody starting out or there's anyone currently sitting there who, who you know who runs their own business, what other reasons would a you know would a company move to an office, you know, whether it's for that first time or or the looking to go away from old offices? We, we found when we first set up that um, it, we were in the enterprise centre and we were surrounded by lots of people starting up businesses and yeah. we saw lots of different kinds of businesses there. Some of those could have easily operated from the back bedroom or just over a mobile phone. We didn't really necessarily even need a place of work, but um, I think uh, what that centre offered, offered them was a place where they could turn up Every day, work work regular hours as opposed to it being a kind of yeah. a twenty four hour sort of lifestyle thing. They could have their time at work and their their time away. So that was that was a reason why I think that they were going for that kind of space. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a layer of professionalism. Yeah, really. You, I mean, one of the biggest things that we we was asked in the early days was, "Are you going to be here here in a few years' time? Mm. If I give you this job." How do I know you're not going to go and go get proper jobs? And was like, no, this is our proper job. Yeah. This is our, this is what we do. This is, you know, from where we'd been before, we, you know, we was a larger agency, and we would, with all the all the wonderful support that that gives clients, they they love that walking into a place and actually being embraced by it. And there's a certain level of client that will just be attracted to that, and there's nothing wrong with it. 
Um, but also when you're starting out, and say if you're a very talented graphic designer or a web developer or a writer, or there's some elements of that where you can work from your dining room table. But the co you get to a certain level of customer or you'll get asked the question by the customer, how do I know you're going to be here? How can I start giving you this work and build that relationship with somebody that potentially might just go, well, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get a full-time job. I'm going to go and leave my dining table there and actually go, go somewhere else. So for us, like they mentioned, that nine to five kind of leaving your home and actually coming to work was the first, was a, I know for my mindset, that works really well. <laughs> because if I was sat at home, I would still be in home mode. Yeah. Um, I would still you know, be sat in the garden my day like today. I think another big part of it as well is something that we've, we've always focused on as we've grown is, is trying to remove barriers to expansion. So mm. if you're at home and you want to take on uh, a new member of staff, you're suddenly thinking, oh, can they come to my house? got an office that removes that and then and that's probably also been why our office accommodation was all sort of, sort of gradually got bigger not yeah. necessarily because we needed somebody right there and then to come in and we needed a desk space but we knew that that eventually that would come around and it's a lot easier to mm -hmm. do if you just all you've got to do is buy a chair yeah. <laughs> if you've got to move <laughs> move or or uh yeah, shed up in the back garden or yeah, yeah. 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 i mean you, you you've already talked that having your own office that you can call, as I said, your own, mm. has been in the pipeline seemingly from day one. Yeah. Now you've got there and, and now you've got your own. How does that factor into to moving the business forward? So, like Luke just touched on, it does remove the barrier for growth. Mm. So we have got a huge amount of space. We've been very lucky in what found us. Um, and it did very much find us, this, this building because I don't think either one of us would have looked here mm. in, the, in the location that Edmund House is for a studio. But saying that, we're five minutes walk from the marina, C4DI, if anybody knows the geography of Hull, um, knows that you have like pockets of industrial land next to you know wealthy areas, and it, it's very much a hodgepodge in the city centre. So it was very lucky to find this spot and with the amount of space it offers. The, there was more space than we were looking for. Oh, it was, it was a huge amount more space. But when we walked around, it was like, we couldn't believe how much space that we got for the money. Mm. And that just then sort of like, okay, well, if we move to somewhere like this, what does it do for us? Yeah. Can we, we removed a load of walls, so it, it opened up studio space. So now, if we take on, like, next, in the next couple of months, with the, the new guy starting, so all we need to do now is basically put the infrastructure for that one person in place, so computer, desk, telephone, pen paper, that's it, chair, yeah. and, and he's there. We can expand now without having to worry about going back to a commercial landlord to ask for more space, without having to build anywhere. We've, we've very much removed all of those. And with the, with the same outgoings for the uh, for the office so yeah we can expand two three people and yeah we've got to cover their wages but the 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 baseline costs um remains the same whereas if we we're in rented accommodation all the time you need extra square footage your costs go up and up um and to be honest that's the when you're bringing in new people that's the last time you want your costs to be 
uh, to be going up because it's uh, sort of all whammy, isn't it? So. Yeah, and looking after our staff is, is the, other, the other thing as well. Where it, you, you talk about bringing on more staff, but also retaining staff. Mm. If we'd have stayed where we were, I think I don't think we'd be under any illusions that people would be getting kind of tired of the space. The space wasn't particularly brilliant. Yeah, it was. It, it served a purpose as the building grew, as the business grew. Um, but we've moved here. We've very much gone out of our way to make sure basic toilet facilities, kitchen facilities, studio, the actual environment where people are working is somewhere where they want to be um, and, and we've gone and, and that retention of, of, of the workspace hopefully will help with our retention of staff. Is, is that what you would say then has been, what is the key benefit of having this, this office? Plenty of key benefits to this, mm. this space. Um, I think it's, it's the flexibility it gives us yeah. in the future. It, it, it means that we can carry on our Yes, we have the, that biz, we had that business plan when we started, but the organic growth that we've we've never felt that the next step for the business has been forced on us. We've we've moved into the spaces, whether that's business wise or whether that's physically, as the space has been there, and I think that that is the biggest bonus of it mm. is that now we can continue that organic growth into actual physical yeah. space rather than you know rather than being hemmed in by or having to 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 botch up or or take or rent additional space so you you touched on it employees and and, and that's obviously what that's what else I'd, I'd like to talk about today is i mean how has the company grown in terms of employees over the seven years so i think we mentioned a little bit about um, uh, the first apprentice that we took on cara and mm. um i think as a as a company, it's certainly one of my proudest achievements is bringing two two apprentices through who, from from a position where they're not really in education or training, uh, through through their working I think they did two years as apprentices, mm -hmm. um, equipping them with the skills for a, a career, mm. um, in yeah. in in this industry. Um, so that's that's where one of which in design one of them in development and i'm sure yeah. we'll be we'll be looking for apprentices again in the future um so that that that's been a really good way to grow from us from a small business it, having what is effectively at the time cuts very cost effective staffing mm. um when they come in you've got you've got to do a, you've got to invest a lot though um in, in you've got in, to put a lot of time into oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you only get out of an apprentice what you put in now, I, it disappoints me when you see apprentices come into places and they, they just put on a desk and say, do something. Mm. And there's not that... Yeah, whether or not it's to come That handhold through the process of, this is what you do, this is where you go, and actually building them up, building the confidence up to the point where you've had somebody for five years and they've become your right-hand person. Yeah. You don't just get that on day one, you have to. You have to go from there. The other thing that we that we've been very good at using is is kind of experience from older heads. So we do have mentors in and around the business mm. that are from industry or like parents have been really useful, partners really useful, but then the working, the people that we work with. Don't 
if you go if you're going to go start your own business, don't ever sort of like look and go, well, I'm doing this, and there's a whole other world in my personal life. It all sort of merges into one, and like we've got people who we still talk to. I mean, I was round at one one chap's house through the night, who I used to work with, and he's he retired a few years ago. Really, he'll he'll know more than, you know, I ever will, because he's been there and he's done it, and he's yeah. been, oh, because he's because he's you know knocking on for seventy. Does he have anything? Does he still have anything that's relevant to offer? Yeah, cause he had the. He, he's doing the same processes, he just did it in a slightly different way. Mm. So you can say, oh, do you know about like a problem of, I'm, I need to advertise into North Yorkshire where there's no no kind of advertising space at all. And they'll go, oh, yeah, well, I've done that before. We did that back in like, you know, the early 90s and we did this, this, this and this. Mm. Have you thought about that? And you go, no, but yeah. So using like other people's as, and, and it's, it's a lot easier today because like it's going back to collaborative working with other people. Yeah. We work with other agencies. We've got strong connections with agencies around the country. So if we know we we have a little bit too much work, we can always put a bit over to them. Mm. They always put a bit over to us. Yeah, it's kind of, the team's definitely been a lot bigger than just uncreative and its employees. Yeah. We've always worked with, with partners. When, when did you guys know that it was time to, I guess, employ that first staff member or that first apprentice? I think that when we felt that we could offer them, them something as much as what, what, they, could, what they could offer us, yeah. um, which is in terms of a degree of stability. You know, I think it would be wrong to go out day one and start bringing in people if you didn't, you didn't yeah. think there was a realistic prospect mm. of, uh, of keeping them. Um, and then it's kind of really driven by the, the needs of needs of the business. Um, so, like, I think I think looking at, at that first employee, we had X amount of work to do, and our days were getting longer and longer and longer. Mm. Mine was as well. Yeah, I know yours was. Yep. Um, and you sort of like looking. Okay, how? What do we need to do to move it on to the next thing? And it's like. Never, whenever anybody comes into the business, it's not decisions that you take lightly, as, mm. as Luke touched on. You, you always, or we certainly do, we don't want to bring anybody through that door who we're going to have to get rid of in a month's time. Mm. We've sat down and we've gone through two interviews. First one is to see, you know, see what they're all about. The second one is to see if they work with the rest of the team. Mm. Um, so that, going back to that, I'll, I'll keep on, on the point. That, that, first, was that first employee... We looked at it, we looked at the numbers and said, okay, can we afford to keep this person with what we've got in terms of our workflow, in terms of our, just what's coming around the corner, in, in terms of work coming in, and if we take that, that, that young girl on for the next two years, mm. what's, what's her future? And, and all, I could, all we could say to Carol at the time was, I know I can give you a two-year apprenticeship. I can we can cover you for a two year apprenticeship, and what I will promise you is that if it doesn't work out, you will leave here more employable than you came in. Yeah. Luckily, that wasn't the case. So covering the downside and making sure that even even if at the end of that two years that she'd have left us, or had or we've had to you know separate that for whatever reason, if it had not been financially viable, mm. then we was leaving her in a position that 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 she was. She'd benefited greatly from it. Mm. 
as it turned out, she's been with us now for, for five years, mm-hmm. and it, and it's you know it, it, she's so you can be proud. You can be proud of it because we've seen her go from a young girl into a young woman, and she's cut her teeth in quite a difficult industry. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah. But that, and I think the same, the same generally applies to even when you're dealing with uh, employing more senior staff, which is yeah. where we're where we're we're at. So now we're at in the rather in the early days where it was kind of those first employees made made a lot of sense to bring in apprentices who we could pass on our knowledge to. Um, now we're kind of looking at more more senior level staff, but there are those reasons and for for why you you want to bring someone in to add to what they can do and to complement you as a team. Yeah, yeah. It's still the same. Yeah. Mm. So we've talked about uh, the just then about engaging with the employees, and we've we've obviously talked about the office side of things as well. For anyone with with the business, what challenges are they going to face when they're moving into an office and having to increase their staff numbers? The the disruption caused by an office move is a very difficult thing to to measure. Um, you can you can uh, you can think about it and think, oh well, it's gone quite smoothly, and then you can look back at the figures and realise just how much your eyes been sort of dis- distracted by it and I think we found that on our first move out of the Enterprise Centre and then subsequent to that we were a lot more keyed into right if we're going to do this it's got to be it's got to be a, a, yeah. a sort of an efficient process um, I don't know what do you think <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was um, well this was more difficult because we had builders and everything else um, but in terms of in terms of the staff in terms of the, the staff were there to support us in that this time. Yeah. So yeah, so I think this yeah this time round we had a team behind us who we who we could trust to to do the stuff that they needed to while we weren't there, and I think communicating what we were doing to them um, so that they understood what was happening and why we wanted to do it was important because ultimately a lot of the motivation behind doing this is to create a better working environment yeah. for them as as well as for us. But the other the other thing about was the question about moving the office, or was the question about moving, bringing new staff in? It's it's both really, and yeah. just talking about those operational and business challenges. So the when we bring in new staff as well, the the biggest challenge is maintain maintenance of quality for us. Mm. So whereas we was both frontline in terms of doing the work. Now, when new people come in, very quickly we need to get them up to speed on what we expect of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we expect them to work and, and maintaining the quality being open, being honest with people mm-hmm. um, whether that's customers whether that's with each other um, and that's exactly how we've approached it and because somebody's sat in a different chair and isn't us doesn't mean to say that to work here they've got to, they've got to carry that they've got to want to carry that that kind of that care and commitment because if they care about it the same way as we do yeah. then they will always reap the same benefits, they'll always reap those same rewards because hopefully what we've realised is that if we're looking after people in that way and we're, we're maintaining that standard that we've set early on, that growth should come naturally mm. and it shouldn't, it shouldn't affect it, it shouldn't affect any of our customers and any of the relationships that we've made, whether yeah. that's with suppliers or, or customers, to be fair. But the customers always say to us that it's great when they phone up because they can speak to any member of the team 
everybody knows what's going on, and if they don't, very quickly, the message will get passed to somebody who does, and there's an answer back with them. Mm. Um, there's some kind of the that nobody's ever left wanting. We've never, well, we've never left anybody kind of upset in in the process of having you know a website or whatever designed or built. That's that's been something. So, main, making sure that that's instilled into the staff is that if it's going, if it's if it's if it's not going the way you want it to go, just make sure the client leaves you happy, mm. um, even if it really hurts you whether that's financially, <laughs> mentally, just make sure they leave you happy because they'll go and tell... If they've had a negative experience, they'll tell more people they've had a great experience. Mm. So, yeah. Well, guys, it's been really good to, to learn about, about what it is you guys are doing and, and some of the things that we've, we've talked about there I think will be really, really useful for people. One final question. What is the one piece of advice you would give to someone on the street if you just walked out right now? Someone wants to set up a business or work at business? Anyone in particular? I would say if you say if you, from a business point of view, and it sounds it sounds woolly, but set up a business plan. Go out there and put put if you want to go and do something, write it down. Yeah. Uh, I think it took us it, we we were quite skeptical about writing a business plan when uh, when when we started, but actually I think it's probably one of the best things that, that yeah. we ever did. It galvanised, because the relationship that we have is based on what we wrote down on those pages, mm. um, and we don't always agree. We, but we we can agree to disagree, and we can we can walk away with you know leave our ego at the door, and both walk away from it and go okay, we both heard each other, and then we've made the best decision for everybody involved. Mm. But that's been born out of doing sitting down and working on a really good business plan. Mm. That, that's if you want to do something, clarify exactly what it is you want to do and write it down and then go out and do it. Yeah. That's what we did. Brilliant. Um, if people want to uh, get in contact with uh, Umber Creative, how do they do that? Probably the best place is uh, via the website, umbercreative.co.uk. That's Humber without the H. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you didn't cotton on beforehand. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can get all the details there. Yeah, brilliant. Luke, Kevin, thank you very much. Brilliant. Yeah. Cheers. So there you go. That was Kevin and Luke giving their, their real in-depth insight into the office, the employees, and also a little bit of a, a snippet there at the end, as you could tell, to, to the way those two work together. It was really fascinating to learn about that side of their company, where they are now and, and where they're going. I hope you really, really enjoyed that too. And please, please subscribe. And I would be really appreciate it if you guys could leave a review in iTunes. It would mean the absolute world. Don't forget to like us we're, uh, and sub and join us. We're on Instagram and we're also on Twitter now at Wolf underscore Tails. Until then, I'll see you next time.